You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Praise God. Open your Bible. Revelation 21. Revelation 21. There is such a rich atmosphere of faith right now. And I want the soil of your heart as it has been plowed by praise. The Bible says Judah plows. The word Judah actually means praise in the Hebrew. Praise plows. See, we come in when we first say we all come from different backgrounds and different histories and with different reasons and motivations. But I know for myself, I came in with a hard heart against the religion that they called Christianity because I'd been so disappointed by man. It hardened me to anything, anything else God wanted to give to me. If anyone dare claim they were a Christian, they hit a hard heart because I've seen people that called themselves Christians and they didn't live that life. And I was, was very, very critical of that. Became a hard man, hard heart against the gospel. But praise God. He has a way of removing the veil, taking the scales away, replacing that heart of stone with a heart of flesh. And he says, I will put my spirit in you. And then through praise, that heart is softened. Through praise, it plows that hard ground. Through praise, he gets through and eventually gets to a place when that word comes in. It's a seed landing in prepared soil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know what it's like. I, I know what it's like. I can sense it when it's in the room because I've been there and I know what it is. When I first went to church, when Janine was healed and we made a decision to go, and I said, well, the only place I know to go is, you know, this before she even was healed, I still had to get saved. And so Janine wanted to go and she wanted to be healed. And that very first service, I thought, well, I'll go. I mean, I want to see what's behind those walls. I heard about those happy clappies and all that kind of thing. Because I was brought up in a, in a church. They didn't even have musical instruments. I had nothing. I just sang, you know. And, very religious and so when I got to the church and they started praise and worship and Pastor Bev led in those days and everybody stand up and you know Pastor Bev I mean she is right off I mean so bouncy and vibrant and full of life and just come on everybody I'm like, okay well everybody stand when I stood that's what you do you know you stand when you stand sit when you sit kneel when you kneel just do do what everyone else does so I stood, and she said, let's give Jesus praise. And the next moment, boom. I mean, I, it was like a spaceship taking off. And I thought, this is not a disco. This is a church. And then this one was jumping up and down, and this one was clapping, and this one was dancing. I, I, I literally turned around. I'm looking at everybody like this. I mean, you, you might be in that person as well. I don't know if you've ever seen that guy. That was me. I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't afraid of these people. I, I looked around. I looked at this, this guy dancing. I thought, 
Eventually, I sat down. I, I thought, I am not part of this crowd. I have never seen so many idiots in one room at one time. So I know what that feels like. But then Jesus got my heart. And I gave my life to the Lord when I discovered how much he loves me. I said, well, the only place I know to go is go back to where my wife was healed. That's where the miracle happens. It would be silly to go somewhere else. Go back to the source of where the, the life comes from. And then as I learned from the word of God how important praise is. And I would be standing there and, you know, I'd just be one of those that just stand and sing, stand and sing. Everybody jumps up and down. The pastor says, come on, let's give Jesus praise and hallelujah. <laughs> Glory. But then one day I found myself kind of. And my mom, who tried to get us saved for so long, she's standing next to me. I'm busy doing this. So she looks at me and she's smiling. I, Eventually, I said to Janine, let's go sit somewhere else because I don't want mom looking at me. And there I could start to lift my hands and start to pray. And it was in that praise that I discovered my freedom. It was in that something broke on the inside of me and I was never the same again. How many of you can testify to a similar story? See, Revelation 21 verse 6, Jesus said to me, it is done. Say, it is done. It is finished. I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the beginning and the end. Listen, I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. Remember, Jesus had an encounter with that woman at the well. And they started discussing religion. And he said, if you could get the water I have, you'll never thirst again. And what was he talking about? He said, the time will come, and now is, when God seeks those who would worship Him in spirit and in truth. Not worship in religious ritual. Not worship because it has to be done because of the way the denomination does it. It's worshiping from your inner man, from the spirit worshiping in your heavenly language. Worshiping, that's whom the Father seeks. For he is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit. He is that living water. When you drink from his water, you'll never thirst again. And he who overcomes shall inherit all things. I will be his God and he shall be my son. The demonstration of resurrection life of Jesus alive today is that your life is transformed. I said it this morning. 
If I could explain, if I, if I told people what my life looks like, things that happen in my life, and anybody can explain all of that away. They could say, well, that happens, and then if you do this, you know, if you go and apply for a job, you, you'll get one. If you do this, that, that. If you can explain your life, everything that happens in your life, and, and it's all the flesh, then who is God? Then it's just religion. Then it's just the process of action. But when you encounter a situation where it's been written off by man, when they say this is impossible, you need to know this is the last few months of your life. You, this is at the end. This is now we're coming. We're taking away. You, this, you'll never be the same again. And then you know that God gets a hold of you where your family may have written you off. People may have written you off. A whole government may have written you off. It doesn't matter what has happened. When you have an encounter with a living Christ, the change happens inside. And then it manifests in a way that no one can explain it, you know you've had an encounter with a living Christ. He is your life. He is your life. Resurrection life. Drug addicts can go and spend months at a rehabilitation facility and then come out and go right back. But when someone has an encounter with Jesus, that desire is removed forever. Total healing, total transformation. When you sit down with the world and a world system, now I'm, not, I'm not negating anything because I, I thank God sometimes we need what's there because if it wasn't for faith, people don't have faith, they would have died. You, know, you, you need to have the natural help sometimes if someone hasn't reached out to Christ. But when they force you to sit in a room with other alcoholics and your opening statement is, Hi, my name's Joe Soap and I am an alcoholic. Say what? You're getting them to confess that every single time? Reinforcing what Satan's put in them? Ah! When you have an encounter with God, that which caused the alcoholism is destroyed at its root and it's totally taken out of you in such power where an alcoholic can't even go into a bar, look at a, you can't even smell alcohol, but you'll be able to stare that thing down and say, no, I am redeemed from the inside. I don't need the false. I don't need the counterfeit. I have the living wine inside of me. I have the new wine of Christ. That's the resurrection life we're talking about here. Resurrection authority. Where God gives you what you need. He is your God. This is exactly what Jesus demonstrated when he walked on the earth. John chapter 5 verse 19. Jesus answered most assuredly. I say to you the son. Everyone say son. Remember you've overcome. He is your God. You are his. You're his son. You're his daughter. Okay? So the son of God. If I stopped someone in the street and I said, who's the son of God? What do you think they would say? Jesus. Which is correct. How many people would say, 
I am. Who's the son of God? I am. Now, I'm not the son. I'm a son. There's many of us. But if you ask, who's the son of God? You're looking at one. <gasps> you see, that's what they wanted to stone Jesus for. That was, they called, they called that blasphemy. And you go read that account when he said that he calls God his father. They wanted to stone him because by saying that, you were saying you are equal with God. Ooh. Someone sucked the air out of the room. You see, we, we're nervous with that kind of statement. I didn't say I'm God. But I've been put on the same level. I'm not one of the heirs. I'm not a sub-heir. I'm not, uh, you know, Jesus is the heir and I get something. We are called co-heirs. Seated in Christ. In heavenly place. In other words, wherever Jesus sits, you are sitting. At the right hand of the Father. It is other than the Father who is supreme authority, the highest place of authority after the Father is at His right hand. The highest place of authority is at His right hand. The Word says you are seated with Him in heavenly places, not just near Him or the next seat down. You are in Christ. You understand your position. I want to read that with that in mind. The Son. Looking at verse 19. Most assuredly I say to you, the Son. Pastor Sam, I can always count on you. I said, the Son. Can do nothing of Himself. But what He sees the Father do. For whatever He does, the Son also does in like manner. For the Father loves the Son. And shows Him all things He Himself does. And He will show Him. Greater works than these, that you may marvel. So the Father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the Son gives life to whom He will. Now you see, there are those that would get nervous with what I encouraged you. No, oh, hang on, hang on, this is Jesus. This is Jesus. How can you say, and me? There's some things that are just Jesus. I'm glad you brought that up. How about we ask Jesus? You, you may not want to listen to me as Alan Bag. Not, not anyone here. I'm talking about... I'm looking in the camera, but not you at the campus. Okay. If you can't accept what I say, would you accept Jesus? Would you, how will you be okay with what He says? Are you okay with His opinion? Only five, six, seven hands. Otherwise, why are we sitting here? What, it's like Paul said, if he's not raised, then, then, our, then it's futile. We, now, if you're not going to say, I believe the words of Jesus, then why are we here? How do you believe the words of Jesus? Amen. Come and look at chapter 14. Verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way, 
I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, had you known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. You've seen him. Philip says, Lord, show us the Father then. And then it's okay. If you say we've seen him, then point him out. And Jesus said, have you been with me so long and yet you've not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. He who has seen me has seen the Father. He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak of my own authorities, referring back to what he said in chapter 5. I don't do this by my own authority. But the Father who dwells in me does the works. I love the terminology Jesus chose here. We talk about miracles. He says it's an everyday job. For God, it's not a miracle. This is what we do. This is how we roll. The Father does the works. The Father does the works. Verse 11. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me. Or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Now most assuredly... Now, family, just the Bible study tip. When the one who just said, I am the truth, says, now, listen, believe me. Verily, verily. Or he says, truly, truly. It's like when people say, can I be honest with you? I always like to say, what have you been up till now? <laughs> weren't, weren't we being honest all the time? But that's what I'm saying. When Jesus says, verily, truly, most assuredly, every word should be most assured. Every word is true. Every word is yes and amen. But if he says most assuredly, for me, that's a little alarm bell. What he's about to say, I might have said, if it didn't come out the mouth of Jesus, I might have said, I can't see that. But it's coming out of his mouth. So he's giving you a heads up. I'm about to say something that your natural mind is going to check you on. But I want you ready. Have the gate wide open. So what I tell you, you hear with your spirit. The works that I do. If you believe in me. The works that I do. You will do also. In fact, greater works than these he will do because I go to my father. How can you say that Jesus? Because back in chapter five, he said that God, the only reason I do what I do is because I watch the father and the father told me he'll reveal greater works to me. 
But when Jesus looks at you, he doesn't see him and you. He sees you and him as him and you and you and him as one. Him and you, you and him. If he speaks about himself, he's talking about you. And so if the father said, I'm going to show you greater works. Oh, you must mean all my brothers and sisters. He doesn't see you different. So if father told me I'm going to do greater works, it means you're also going to. Not greater miracles. Greater works. It's going to be your everyday life. A miracle is called a miracle because we didn't expect it. <gasps> it's a miracle. Why are you calling it a miracle? Because it shouldn't have happened. Where's your mind? Weren't you expecting that? See, if I'm expecting it, I don't. when the sun comes up tomorrow, I go, oh, the miracle. The sun came up. I'm not going to be shocked by that. It's supposed to happen. The sun's supposed to come up. The river's supposed to flow. The bird's supposed to fly. Things are supposed to happen. The sick are supposed to be healed. Your debt's supposed to be paid. When you lay hands, they're supposed to get better. When you declare prophecy, it's supposed to come to pass. <laughs> so I don't rejoice when it happens. I rejoice because I'm spoken. You've been designed for great works. It's built into you. See, Joseph, under the old covenant, knew this. Everywhere he goes. Walks into the house of Potiphar. What happens? The Lord blessed him for Joseph's sake. <laughs> yeah. You've got success built into you. I said, you have success built into you. I want to hear those that believe that. It says, yeah. Greater works than you will do. Than he, than, greater works than these you will do because I go to the Father. Because I go to the Father. Because I go to my Father. Because I am resurrected. Because of the resurrection, you will do this. Well, there's only one question left then. Has Jesus gone to the Father? That qualifies that scripture. So whatever you ask in my name, I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. <laughs> Family? I want us to be so comfortable with living the miraculous life that it's no longer miraculous. It's your everyday way of life. Get used to the fact that when you've spoken, it's going to happen. You shouldn't, want, shouldn't speak and then see if it works. No, you speak expecting. You speak expecting. Now, if that is the case, then we're going to do it every day. We're not even going to think twice about it. I'm not gonna, you, you notice whenever Jesus spoke, when anyone came to him and said, Lord, open my eyes that I can see, or, you know, I don't have a man for the pool, and, you know, I don't know, if I can just touch his garment. Jesus didn't say, hang on, let's first find out what the Father wants to do here. Father, you know, if it's your will, then heal this person. Well, let's just see now. Okay, it couldn't have been his will. Jesus just, he just spoke. What he wanted, he said. 
When he said to the blind man, what do you want? The man said that I can see. He didn't say, oh, come on. <laughs> You're born with that. It was something else maybe. <laughs> what do you want? He said that I can see. Okay, it's done. She had that authority, understood it. He knew the father's heart. He believed the father's heart. That's why I said, if you can believe that what you say happens, you have what you say. How many believe that? Then you'll be speaking over your bank accounts. You will be telling your house, come now, it's time. We need to move in. Yeah, I'm done with renting. I want, I'm ready to move in to my house. I want my car now. I, 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 amen. I'm done with buses and taxis and, and hitchhiking. No, I, me, me call. How many believe you have a call? And call it. I'm not putting up with this, with this hurt anymore in my body. I'm telling it, you get out. This is now, I, I am healed and I'm walking in the life and the healing of God. You're designed for success. Hallelujah. You've seen God move. You saw it tonight. Power moving because he was believed. Praise demonstrates belief. You don't praise something you don't believe is there. When you know he's alive, you praise. And in that midst of praise, that power goes to move. Get out of your mind this thing that yeah, but he's Jesus. Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Why would Jesus need anointing if he's God? Does the Father need anointing? <laughs> he is. He's the source of anointing. Hello, he is the anointing. So how do you anoint the anointing with the anointing? God must anoint himself every day. No, he is the anointing. So Jesus, before he came in flesh as Jesus, he is the word. He is the word. Whatever he said is. He is the way, the truth, the life. That's why we don't argue with him. I just don't see it that way. You know, it's a modern world today and that was written back. No, no, this is eternity book. It was only recorded in history, but it's existed all of eternity. You want to know what truth is. People say, what is truth? Truth is relative. No, no, he is the truth. Why? He designed it. He's the life. And so as God, he is the word. But when he came to the earth, he emptied himself of that. He emptied himself of that power. Otherwise, why would he need the anointing? But God did anoint him. The father anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power. What had happened? He went about doing miracles. It's not what it says. He went about doing good and healed all who were sick and oppressed with the devil, by the devil. For God was with him. Are you born again? Is God with you? Same Holy Spirit? How God anointed you with the Holy Spirit and with power? Then go about doing good and healing all who are sick and oppressed of the devil. For God is with you.
Come on, give Jesus praise. You believe that tonight? You believe that? Give him glory. Give him glory. Say that I'm living in resurrection life. Amen. Don't forget it now. The fact that he is alive, the fact that he rose from the dead, means you work the works the way Jesus did. Amen. Speak the word and then walk as if though it's done. Don't, don't try to figure it out. Don't try to figure it out. You know, I've spoken. I don't know. What must I do now? You spoke. Now live. Live and expect it. Amen. And then live in expectation. It's a done deal. And your celebration's already happening. Glory to God. Amen. So next time you check your bank account and someone deposited a million rand, you're not going to go, you're not, not going to do that. You're going to go, ah, about time. I, I've been waiting on you. I've been waiting on you. You see, the only reason someone gets shocked is because they, they weren't. They're kind of trying it. Me, I know. I know. The day is coming that I will tithe one million rand. I told you that. Which means someone's going to put 10 million rand in my bank. See, so when it arrives, I go, whoa, no, it's going to, ah, about time, you know, would be nicer yesterday or the week before, but it's here now, that's good. When you wake up and all of a sudden the, the pain's gone, it's not like, ah, it's no, it's like, yep, there we go, all better. Amen. See, when Janine found out she's pregnant with Joshua, I said, we didn't even pray. <laughs> Why? All the seed was already in the ground. Years of confession. We expected it. Amen. You're going to live this life? Resurrection authority.